All right, Uppercut Podcast, we are back. It is just me today. Jeff and Mikey are busy, and honestly, it should just be me for this card because there's not a lot of super fun fights on this card. Uh, it's kind of a tough Apex card, to be honest. Uh, I'm talking about UFC Fight Night, Roman Delice versus Nazardine Imavab. I'm going to cover the main card and one fight that I want to mention uh, as a bet. So we're going to start with that fight that I want to mention. Thomas Peterson is coming in against Jamal Pogues as only a minus 170 favorite. I got him at minus 160. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Thomas Peterson. He fought, I believe he last fought on a contender series fight. And he was, uh, yeah, a contender series against someone named, um, hold on, Chandler Cole. This fight was awesome. I immediately was like, whoa, Thomas Peterson looks to be like an actual dude in the uh, UFC in the future here. And he's going against Jamal Pogues, who... Uh, is not my, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Jamal Pogues. Let's put it this way. Like, I don't think he's the best fighter. I could very easily see Thomas Peterson getting, um, Jamal Pogues down on the ground and submitting him or beating the fuck out of him, uh, on the, like standing up. That being said, I am all over Thomas Peterson minus 170. I got him at minus 160. I'm looking at the stats here. There's not really any stats on takedown defense from Jamal Pogues. Um, if you're looking at the average takedowns per fight, Thomas Peterson has 7.34. That's it. That is very good. That's almost two takedowns around. Um, so that or a little over two takedowns around rather. So and he's 100% takedown accuracy. So he is a very good, you know, ground performer. I think he's going to be able to get Jamal Pogues on the ground. I think this is kind of a lock. So I just wanted to highlight that upwards on the card there isn't really anything super fun i mean there's some like really really deep cut interesting fights i mean the themba garimbo fight versus pete rodriguez should be pretty interesting jung young lee versus blake builder i'm personally interested in because i was a big blake builder guy to until i believe i forget which ufc event it was but it was the one in australia and he kind of shit the bed if i remember correctly he was like showboating and stuff when he needed to be you know, really gassing down to try and get a win or a knockout because he was down pretty clearly like two rounds to one or something in the third. And after that, I was kind of disappointed in him. That's what he got first. That's how he got his first loss. So I want to see how he looks bouncing back against Jung Young Lee because I thought Blake Builder was a legit, you know, guy or at least someone who could make a little bit of noise. So I'm interested to see how he bounces back here. And then Jung Young Lee is a good fighter. He's 10-1-0 and I, I like watching him fight as well. So I, I, uh, I have invested or I have some interest in that fight as well just because of, you know, some storylines, I guess you could say, or, you know, some performances that I'm looking out for. I'm looking now up the card more. I mean, there is, you know, a somewhat interesting fight versus with Azat Maxim versus Charles Johnson. Azat is 17-0, and so it's going to be cool to see if he can you know make himself 18 and 0 I guess he would I kind of want to add him to a parlay with Thomas Peterson but I'm trying to tone down my UFC betting because last weekend for UFC 297 I had I lost so much money I started the day like up 90 bucks I think I lost almost all of it just by making really dumb bets uh I everything I had was not right so I'm trying to slow down my UFC betting a little bit because the sport is so variable it's hard to get a good read on it it's not like nfl where you can watch line movement and stuff like that uh that was probably too long on that so let's go now molly mccann versus diana 
Bella Bita, I don't have any interest in this fight. I'm sorry. Molly McCann is turning into a can. I, I love her as, you know, like a person and as a character. Uh, she's just not a good fighter right now. So I'm not really interested in that. I'm not interested in Gilbert Urbina versus Charles Radke. I'm sorry. And then, you know, the other fight, Alish Kebab, Krishiev versus Mahmoud Muradov. Not interested in that one. I'm sorry. Uh, let's go to what I am interested in. And that is, let's start with the main event, Roman Delidze versus Nazardine Imavov. Um, I think Roman Delizze is going to get this one done here. I know Nazardine Imavov is younger, and he's an up-and-comer. He slipped a little bit. Maybe he—obviously, he, he um, you know, lost against Sean Strickland in a really, really bad fight. And I just can't shake that out of my head, truly. I, I, I tried. I, I'm, I'm Roman Delizze all the way. His performance against Marvin Vittori, Vittori, that was— an impressive performance from him. And Vittori is no slouch at all. I thought Delice, although he slipped in that fight and didn't look his absolute best, he did put on, you know, a really solid performance. So I'm going to go with Roman Delice here. I I know I'm kind of, uh, you know, looking at the past, or I, I guess I, I have a little bit of frequency bias, you could say, but I don't know. That's just the stats that I have, and I'm really, I'm really leaning towards Roman Delice in this one. Hinato Moicano versus Drew Dober. This is the most exciting fight on this card. I've been trying to figure out what I think is going to happen here. Like I've been really trying to put it together in my brain and think about it every which way. I'm going with Hinato Moicano. Now, Drew Dober is scary and you know, he is he's got absolute bombs for hands. You know, he he knocked out Ricky Glenn in pretty good fashion, but he also got knocked out himself by Matt Favola. He's just a knockout artist and I know that that kind of is the great equalizer because no matter how good you are, you can always get knocked the fuck out. We also haven't seen Hinato Moicano fight since 2022. He seems to be, you know, a pretty popular YouTuber now. I watch a lot of his videos, and sometimes you have to ask. I mean, it's not nearly as, you know, big as Conor with Conor McGregor with you know the whiskey label. But sometimes you got to ask uh, if they're t- putting a lot of effort into something else, maybe. And he's at he's 34 years old. He's put a lot of time into this. If maybe he's kind of on the way out now, that's a really far stretch for me. I mean, he's it's, I'm only saying that just because he um, didn't fight last year and has really had some good YouTube success. He's on a roll though. He's coming off of a submission win over Brad Riddell. He obviously lost that decision to RDA, and then before that, submitted Alexander Hernandez. I am gonna lean Hinato Moicano because I th- I he's. You know, if he gets this win over Drew Dober here, he can really start getting on a little bit of a roll. And I think his BJJ, I know I said the knocks, knockouts are the great equalizer. I do think he can kind of, I, I think he'll be able to get Drew Dober to the ground and he'll be able to submit him. So I'm going to go with Hinata Moicano here. Randy Brown versus Muslim Salikov. I don't know. I really don't know how to pick this one. Uh, I'm just going to go with Randy Brown. Um, and that's just who I want to see win. I... I I'm going to go with Randy Brown. He's been, he's a little bit younger. He's got eight inch reach advantage. He's got, um, well, let's do this math here. Five inch height advantage. He's way bigger. If he can keep it from getting to the ground and he can keep it a strike fest, keep uh, Salikov at a distance, I see Randy Brown getting that one done. Vivian Erjau versus Natalia Silva. I'm going to go Natalia Silva here. I know that's nothing too crazy as she's a minus like 300 something favorite but I mean she kind of has to be she's coming off of a win against Andrea Lee via decision 
She has a knockout win over Victoria Leonardo, a knockout win over Teresa Bleda, and then a decision win over Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, who, which has been aging really, really well because Jasmine Jasuda Vicious just beat the living fuck out of Cachueta. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Natalia Silva is going to get this one done here. And I don't know. This card, kind of a bummer. I, I know we've talked to the guys about this before, and it's like, do we prefer more stacked, uh, bigger cards, and then, you know, like, cards like this where it's a little low-end? Uh, and I I say, you know, I can see both sides of the argument. I don't want cards like this in the Apex. This is really, it's really hard to get me to want to watch this in the Apex, because the Apex sucks ass, and... I know we had a fighter on here, I forget who it was, come on and explain to us why they use the Apex, and it makes a lot of sense. The UFC has enough money where they can they can, uh, they can, can make it work in other places. And if you stop putting stuff on in the Apex, you make you put stuff on, you know, in an uh, arena in, I don't know, Vegas, somewhere, just somewhere where you can get more people, or just put people in the Apex. I don't understand why we have to do it people-less. I think that's the other fix is if you you know, maybe expanded the Apex or found a smaller arena that you can kind of take over. I don't know. I know it's a lot of logistics stuff that's above my head. There's got to be a way where we don't watch Apex cards anymore. But okay, I will stop my bitching. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back later in the week or probably early next week to review this card. Hopefully some fun stuff happens. I'm sure it'll be the best card of all time since I made fun of it for like 10 minutes straight. But yeah, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back later and peace.